Hello, what's going on? Rich Ryan here, Reinforced Running Podcast. Today, we are talking about the treadmill, if it is a tool or if it is a crutch, or if it's both, who knows? Well, I don't know, we'll figure out. We'll figure out what we think, it, and someone probably knows, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it, I promise. So I'm thinking a lot about this topic as it has been the winter months, and there's a lot of reason to use the treadmill. And we're going to talk a lot more specifically about hybrid training as we have been a little bit of the OCR piece as well. We can sprinkle that into there, but this is going to be mostly focused on the Hyrox and Decafit side of things. So first thing with the treadmill. So we're going to go through some of the pros here first. So for hybrid races in particular, athletes might be coming from a lot of different backgrounds. It might not be from a traditional uh, endurance training, running specifically type background. So the volume needed or the volume in terms of the experience of these athletes might be fairly low when it comes to running. And the treadmill is a, it's a great way to take on more running while reducing the impact and the recovery needed from typically running outside on intervals. It reduces the impact forces and it really will help you bounce back quicker. So if you have issues, maybe on like your lower legs, a lot of times it's calves, it it could be maybe joint type issues, but you still want to get this running type of volume in there because you need to prepare for an event like uh, an 8k during high rocks, which could be 70 to, uh, you know, 90 minutes of work. And more than half of that is the run, then you're going to need to prepare yourself to run for an extended duration. And if we go directly out to the streets, to the roads, chances are that you're going to have a hard time recovering while trying to put in the uh, appropriate amount of volume. So this is where the treadmill is an advantage for these hybrid events, as opposed to uh, someone who might be preparing for like a half marathon or marathon, even like a road five or 10 K to a certain extent, the, the damage that you are inflicting on your muscular system during while running outside is important for the, your durability during these long races where it's going to be very race specific. In a hybrid event, the running pieces are much smaller than the actual time domain itself. So even though we're kind of preparing ourselves for our energy systems to handle the amount of volume for something like a half marathon, we don't necessarily need that same kind of wear and tear on our body to make sure we can kind of get through the whole thing to a certain extent, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So if you are just kind of coming in to running a little bit more, I think the treadmill is a great option. It does reduce the amount of damage that your body takes. So therefore you can recover a little bit faster and it's specific enough that you will become a faster runner. You'll probably leave some gains on the table. If you're, if you're not getting that full, that full damage is just what I'm going to kind of refer to it. Um, from running outside, right? You aren't going to build as much strength because you're not inflicting as much damage. That's generally how strength training progressive overload works. You inflict damage, you recover, you get stronger. So on a treadmill, you might not get that, right? So in terms of long-term running pieces, this is where it could kind of be a crutch. If you have to do your running on 
a treadmill, you might have a hard time then taking it outside. And this is where you have to be really careful. If during these winter months, you are on the treadmill quite a bit and say you're doing some threshold training, right? Uh, let's say six by three minutes of, of running and you built yourself there from, uh, which is, uh, you know, 24 minutes of running uh, at, of quality. And say you started at 12 minutes of quality work and you built your way up to the, that 24 and then it's a nice day <laughs> and then, or you get a chance to run with a buddy and, or you want to go out and just like see what it's like out on the road. If you try to match that amount of quality duration or increase it as you have been week over week, how you got to that 24, uh, you're probably going to take on too much. You're setting yourself up to, for risk of injury in that case. So that's where you kind of have to be careful and you kind of have to separate the two completely. Like you have to really take a step back if you want to be out on the road. And that's where we're doing something like maybe splitting the work into doubles or you do some of the work on the treadmill, some of the work on the road so that you're able to slowly transition yourself to taking on that full impact. I found it to be kind of helpful <laughs> to use uh, super shoes. And a lot of these super shoes are stacked super high and they're super foam. I'm just saying the word super. They take a lot of that impact away as well. So if that is something that you have the means to do or you're you're willing to kind of put that, that kind of strategy in place, having these super shoes that are stacked really high and have a foam that's going to absorb a little bit more and has like a plate in there so you're not taking on as much damage is a great way to kind of parlay it into the roads or to build yourself up on the roads without taking as much damage. That is a, a bit of a digression on that. But if you're looking for a strategy to take yourself from the treadmill to the roads, that's an interesting way to kind of do it. So another obvious pro is when the weather's poor and you want to get out, get out and get the same type of running in that you might get outside. So this is an obvious pro for the treadmill. Getting it done inside is much better than worrying about your footing and having to kind of slow things down if it's icy or if it's incredibly cold and, and like mentally it could be a real challenge to get out into the cold and to do like real high level quality work when it's extremely cold. So I don't think it's mentally weak to go into the treadmill. This isn't, we're not talking about the mental grit of things. And I think this is much more like a Spartan race thing. It's like, oh, get out there when it's uncomfortable. And like, that's basically how they, they structure their races. But we're talking about a fitness competition, which Hyros and Deca are much more of a fitness competition than obstacle racing. Then you need to develop your fitness, not just like your mental toughness. And developing your fitness is what's going to help build that mental toughness for that race. Unlike something like a Spartan race, or I'm not even really sure what other uh, type of events would even fall under this category, but where you're not really pushed into this mental place where it's just like grit, uh, then your fitness matters a little bit. And then the mental side of things matters a little bit more. This is this type of mental grit is when your body, when, when your mind is telling your body to stop, but you know, your body has the capability of continuing to move and the discomfort that you are going to take on can be trained and can be improved, right? And when you improve the physical part, the mental part has to be really dialed in as well. And you can get that on a treadmill. You can really put yourself in a very uncomfortable place where you're going to get that energy development piece that is crucial for something like high rocks or decafit. So the weather being poor, uh, that is a great reason to work on 
the, the, the treadmill as well. Another thing is if you need to do some sustained climbing or find a way to kind of elevate your heart rate quickly. So in a hybrid event, so we'll just, we're going to use Hyrox for, for the example here. And I'll use my, my own personal experience. The, the, the running that I am experiencing during a, a Hyrox event in terms of my effort and my heart rate is much higher, much quicker than what it would be if I was just doing like a flat tempo run or just like a flat threshold piece, like that takes a long time for my heart rate to kind of get to a place of where it's going to need to be, uh, to feel similar and to kind of elicit that response that I'm looking for when, when during like a hybrid event, you know, all these different things in a hybrid event are going to jack your heart rate much up, just like the, the multiple domains of training. So that pushes really hard. So on a treadmill, if you, for me, if I pitch that, that treadmill up like at 12 to 15 or plus or higher than that, that gets my heart rate up much quicker than what it would on flat. And again, this is also a strategy to kind of take the impact down and, and help the recoverability of the actual work as well. You know, as it, as the incline gets higher, that reduces the range of motion in which your body needs to go through to get to the ground. So you can do sustained climbing and it is a great way to get that heart rate up and put yourself into this, this really kind of like grindy feeling that we get pretty quick in a high rocks event. So I think incline is a really important aspect to, to training and to training for high rocks in particular. And I, I think that's a great way to use the treadmill. So those are the three biggest pros that I can think of when coming to a hybrid training. And really that first point, I want to drill home even more. If you need to get the requirements of the work in and you're not quite sure if you can handle, if your body can handle the work that's being done out on the road, then you don't need to run on the road. And this could also be for CrossFitters as well. If you want to improve your running as a CrossFitter, uh, the treadmill is a great option for that because you're doing so much other work. And for high reps, we're doing so much other work. We're not just running. Again, we're not doing that 80-20 principle of running hard 20 of like in, like of quality work 20% of your week. We can do more quality work in hybrid because we're not taking that beat down muscularly. So don't put yourself in a position to hurt yourself while running because uh, you feel like you need to run more. The treadmill is a great option for that. It will help your recoverability. It'll still get you more specific work than the rower or the skier or however else you get your quality work in. It will be the most race specific thing that you can do without killing yourself. <laughs> and obviously running outside will probably be a little bit better, but we want to take we want to weigh the the pros and cons of this. And I think the, the cons can they creep up much closer to the pros when we're talking about running on the outside versus the treadmill. So again, if you're preparing for a marathon, half marathon, you know, 15 K 10 K being on the road is probably better, but most likely you're not training for that. You're improve, you want to improve your eight K in a high rocks and you need to do, you need to be able to recover from your running, especially if you're not coming from a running background or if you're just learning running. If you're just coming into it, the treadmill is a great option for that. Some of the drawbacks, you definitely get a false level of accomplishment. If you're taking the pacing that you're running on a treadmill and you're like, cool, I can run 
540s on this treadmill for my threshold. I think I can run 540s for high rocks. One, the pacing, you can't take it. It's not going to be apples, apples. You need to know if that uh, treadmill is calibrated appropriately. And it does a little bit of running for you, (laughs) right? Like there is a piece when that treadmill is moving and it moves your foot backwards and you're not using your uh, full mechanics when it comes to running to move yourself forward. So there's certainly an element of uh, a false accomplishment. You can kind of lose where your actual fitness could be. And I think this is, this is an important idea for those who are very numbers driven. Uh, I try to keep people away from trying to trying to determine what pace they should run in terms of numbers for a high rocks or a decafit because your effort is really what should drive that forward. The courses are just not consistent. The the running duration is the running distance of the actual one course is going to be different. So you can't be like, oh, I need to look at my watch and I need to make sure I'm at uh, 645 pace. And that's what I need to be the whole time. It's just not going to work that way. You need to know how you're feeling and how that is going to help press you forward. The treadmill is going to help you understand that feeling, but the numbers that are in front of your face versus the feeling that you're feeling are not going to be accurate, right? So you need to kind of remove the numbers out of the treadmill part so that you understand that you are where you're feeling and that the the numbers really don't mean anything, right? So if you're, if you're really numbers driven, you need to remove yourself from that. Um, Also on a motor, all these, this whole topic I should have mentioned before, this is all motorized treadmill stuff. I'm going to talk more about curved treadmills in a bit here, but in terms of motorized treadmill, you don't have to focus on the pace at all. It's just set it and forget it. Again, that's great for energy development, but for new runners, I feel like the pacing piece is more important even the energy development, right? Like understanding what it feels like to put yourself in a pace that you can, that is comfortable but hard, putting yourself in a place that is above your red line, putting yourself in a place that is very easy and sustainable and being able to mentally sit there and understand how to push and pull back when you, when you need to, that is a really critical piece to training for hybrid events. The actual event itself, uh, through the training, you should have a decent idea of where you should be. But during the training, it can really get thrown off if you're not mentally engaged in, in how it kind of feels. So you don't get that at all. Right? You said and forget it. And you can do that work. You'll develop fitness for sure. But you won't get the advantage of understanding like, how the pace can change if you mentally move one direction or another. Uh, And plus like you're not going to deal with any elements of like turning anybody out on the course where we we all know that these hybrid events, you're kind of weaving in and out. You can be weaving in and out quite a bit. So you need to kind of stay focused on, on accelerating, or if you've kind of moved back, how your respiration rate feels, how your heart rate is, is, is moving up and down as you are kind of changing your effort on the treadmill you just press a button and you go. That's a crutch. So, and again, if you do need to build strength, if ultimately you want to improve your ability to handle more running volume, the treadmill will get you, I was going to put a percentage on it, but I don't know that. That's not something that I know. It'll get you some of the way there for sure. It's better than nothing, right? It's better than like aqua jogging. It's better than rowing. It's better than skiing. It's better than biking, but it's still not all the way there. 
right? So if you need to build strength, if you have chronic issues that do pop up, and a lot of times in these hybrid events, we want to do a high level of volume and we don't give ourselves time to build there because we know what what the demands are. So we want to jump to it and kind of stay there or even continue to increase. If you do that on a treadmill, you just won't get as strong as you would on the road. You're just not like the way that that's a benefit is also a detriment for your long-term uh, pieces here. In terms of long, if like, if the treadmill can be used as a long-term tool for uh, hybrid training, like if you're just like, whatever, I'm just going to run on the treadmill and I'm just going to, that's just what I'm going to do because I know I can't handle the road, how that will play out long-term in terms of your performance in the actual events. I'm not sure if that's a, if, if that's a technique you want to deploy and you want to see how it goes. And if you, if it keeps you healthy and that's better than healthy and consistent is better than inconsistent and running on the road, then I think that that's a fair assessment. Um, but ultimately if you want to uh, improve your running, or if you're just like, I enjoy running outside, I want to be able to run outside, then you need to run outside Another drawback that could actually affect your race if you are just working on a motorized treadmill, or this is for both treadmills, honestly, is that if you aren't taking on that impact from the ground, it could affect the way that your feet uh, feel during the race. It could also Im- increase your chances to, of cramping. Um, I have heard cramping of being an issue kind of in the middle parts of this race where it really shouldn't be. And it's most likely you have not developed the adaptations to take on that type of impact and take on that type of damage consistently. So this, so for this in in particular, I wouldn't necessarily recommend putting your quality work all out onto the road. If you're worried about cramping, um, just that slow, easy runs, easy type of runs outside, taking on that damage for the, uh, extended duration of, you know, running for 50, 60, 70, 80 minutes of easy stuff, I think is a good enough way to help you develop that kind of strength. So that cramping in say like your quads, your VMO, your calves, these are areas that if you're taking on a lot of damage, will probably cramp up. Um, it's most likely not a nutrition or an electrolyte uh, scenario because it's just not that long of an event. Even though it's long, it's not so long that you are going to bunk, that you're going to become depleted. Potentially electrolytes, but I kind of think that's overblown. And if you cramp and you think it's electrolytes, like, I mean, you have to be like eating no salt, <laughs> no salt or potassium and maybe, but I would, I would think that that's most likely because you aren't conditioned enough. And so if you aren't doing running and say like the longest running that you're going to do is the 60 plus minutes of total work and the 8k of a uh, high rocks, that might put you in a place where you're at risk of getting cramps, right? So if you cramp up in your quads your hamstrings, your calves, you might not be doing enough running outside to take on that damage that you can repair and you become a little bit more resilient. Just something to think about. So when it comes to curved versus motorized treadmills, so these curved treadmills, you see these more in kind of these CrossFit type gyms, high intensity type of of, uh, gym offerings. They are a really nice tool, right? And they may even 
decrease load even more than a regular treadmill because you are gradually kind of pulling that belt back and under. It feels like I'm, I know that there are studies that have been done, the curved treadmill versus motorized treadmill. The curved treadmill, it there, there's been, I don't have the, the study right here in front of me, but from what I've read, it said that it takes about, it's 30% more energy cost than uh, regular a regular treadmill. So what that means to me, right? One is that you don't get that complete amount of like that running for you that the belt treadmill will give you, that the motorized treadmill will take your foot and kind of move it for you. So a little bit more cost there because you're moving that treadmill right, right on your own. And when it comes to energy cost, what they what they really defined this as was um, elevated heart rate and amount of um, calories kind of burned over the same kind of duration. In terms of pacing, I personally think anecdotally, the curved treadmill is certainly slower, not 30% slower, but it's definitely slower than running outside or running on a triple. So your effort is definitely elevated, but it's hard to, it's, I've tried a bunch of ways to figure out what the curved treadmill pace would be for flat. And again, it doesn't matter as I cited before, like your, your feeling is what matters. So I've kind of let that go <laughs> and I've used it and I use the metrics for the curved treadmill for the curved treadmill alone. And I don't try to take it and be like, okay, if I did it on a curve, what does that mean for running outside? What does that mean for running on the motorized? The curved treadmill is just a curved treadmill. It's like the rower, <laughs> right? I don't try to, when you get on the rower, you're not like, oh, I'm, I'm rowing 150. What kind of pace is that for running? You just don't do that. So the, the, the curved treadmill is kind of its own thing when it, term, when it comes to metrics. Uh, one thing that's just, um, is a better use for the curved treadmill is just how practical it is for this type of hybrid training. You don't have to wait for the belt to speed up. You can get right on it and you can get going. So from that perspective, I like to use the curved treadmill a lot more in training. And they seem to be a little bit more readily available in the gym type settings that I've gone to. Or a motorized treadmill, I just feel weird about leaving that thing on and getting back on. It seems like a little bit more dangerous. And again, uh, when you get on that motorized treadmill, it runs for you a little bit. On the curved treadmill, you need to regulate your own pacing because you need, like it, it doesn't run for you. So it's a little bit better from the mental side of like holding a pace. Again, that monitor is right in front of you, but at the same way your watch is, if you're running outside, like you can look at your watch as much as you want to regulate your own pace. The curved treadmill, you have to make sure you're staying on top of it or the pace will will certainly drift off. So I think the, the from a pacing perspective, the curved treadmill is better. So the curved treadmill, it also can alter your mechanics. And I don't know if it's for the better or worse. There's been, there was a study um, done by Andrew Hatchett. It took athletes from the regular, regular treadmill and then to the curved treadmill and then back to the motorized treadmill. And they found that the stride length shortened once you moved yourself to a curved treadmill and after you ran on the curved treadmill, it stayed short or it even got shorter for some reason from this on this study when they went back to the motorized treadmill. To me, that is an indicator of maybe fatigue, but it could be a way to kind of prime the body to, to shorten that stride so that you are making, being a little bit more efficient, right? It's easy to overstride as runners. And uh, I saw in this study that it cited 80% of runners are heel strikers. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're overstriding, but it's more likely 
that you're that you could overstride if you're landing on your heel, if as opposed to landing more on like that midfoot or forefoot. So I would, uh, I would take this information as it might improve your running mechanics. And if you ever run on a curved treadmill, you can tell like if you try to, it like kind of jolts, and like if you're not landing, if your foot's not landing exactly where. It, it is consistently if you're inconsistent like you get you get immediate feedback the belt the belt slows down or it kind of changes your mechanics a little bit and like it, 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 it you can feel it it's weird <laughs> so i think that the curve treadmill if you have an issue with maybe overstriding it could be a good tool for form again i don't know if it, if that does translate to the road or if that is good for uh, long term m- mechanical efficiency but it's definitely different and and because of that, this could be where a drawback is on the curve. Like it might not, it might not lend itself to a higher level of running on a, on the, on the concrete or on the road. I don't know. This is something I just don't know, but I do know that they are very much more practical. It's better for pacing and they're hard. So I think that they are a good tool to use for this, especially for developing your energy system. So if you are, if you have this, if you're in high rocks, it's, you get the same benefit as the reduced impact as a motorized treadmill and a little bit more of the benefits of kind of adjusting your own pace. So in terms of which one is better to use for these events, I personally like the curve because you're on and off of it so much, but I think it's a wash. I don't think it really necessarily matters for what is what. Um, CrossFitters, this is a really great thing to use, or if there's hybrid races down the road, they might become race specific implements. If we see a race that comes up or if one of these companies decides like, Hey, we're going to use the curved treadmill as part of this, just to reduce the amount of space that we need or, or whatever it is, uh, you know, like then <laughs> we might see ourselves on these things. So then it becomes more race specific. So then obviously it's great. So in terms of if you, if you should use a treadmill or not, you should definitely use it. It will do nothing but help for the short term for the long term is where you know it might need to to change your approach for this if you want to eventually build that type of strength you might need to take on a little bit more damage from running outside so in if you want that quality work so i think a good split would be doing your doing quality work on the treadmill and then doing easy aerobic running outside so you still get a little bit of that impact you get to inflict some of that damage to reduce your chances of cramping during an event and also builds up that strength. So if you do eventually want to get outside, you're going to be a little bit more, uh, a little stronger, a little bit more resilient and a little bit um, more efficient when it comes to the running pieces. And I mean, running outside is the best way to do it, but the treadmill is a good tool to kind of get you there and to develop your total fitness. All right. So I hope that helps. So one thing I've been thinking about in terms of the mental side of training, and it's just about how much, caring about this type of sport and about this training and and is it good to care a lot (laughs) i personally think yes it is good for your performance but also it can be consuming right if you are worried about being totally consumed by something then this sport is going to be hard. It's going to be hard unless you are very much dialed in with, Hey, I'm doing this for the enjoyment of it. I just want to get out and push myself. But if you really want to maximize yourself in this sport, you really kind of got to get consumed by it, which is, can be a negative for a lot of people. So this is something that 
if you are thinking about how much you really want to dive into this, how much you want to invest in yourself, how much you want to invest in outside help, say from some some sort of coach or some sort of program, like how consumed do you want to be by this? And how well do you know yourself to know if you can take that, like take this style of training and be able to not let it consume you, to not, let it not be able to consume your mindset. But ultimately, if you want to reach the highest level of potential that you can in this sport, it, I think it needs to consume you quite a bit. <laughs> so that's something that we're going to see from athletes as it, as it continues to go on in the next couple of years, but it's just something to kind of think about, right? It's something I've been thinking about, like how consumed do athletes want to be by this? And what does that mean for their, their training, for their mindset? And what, what do you, what are they looking for overall? So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, this information about treadmill for hybrid training. If you're looking for some group training, we have the reinforced group training program, which is specifically for hybrid racing, DECA and Hyrox. And we also have 12-week Hyrox programs, 12-week DECA fit programs. If there's specific events that you are focused on and you want to do a big build, a taper into it, these 12-week programs are great. I currently have Two versions of High Rocks, a 2022 and a 2023. 2022 works really well. It's going to be a bit cheaper because it's last year's model. The newer one has all of the latest thoughts and and, uh, and practices from what I found has worked better over the past year. The group training is where the newest stuff comes in. It's the newer things that we're working on in hybrid training. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's kind of, it's very diverse in terms of the training and you're going to get a lot of cool stimulus in there. Um, and it changes every four to six weeks. So you are, it is periodized. It's less progressive. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's less pointed toward an event. It's certainly progressive. So you will get fit, but if you want to get as fit as possible for one event, the 12 week, if you want to be generally fit and ready to rock whenever an event comes, hyper train. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you soon.